Yeah, y'all, come on in. It's Jameson Haygood, and I am a watchman on the wall here in the state of Mississippi. I hope you're ready to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've waited long enough. It's time to get after it. Here we go. Devil and an angel. They're fighting still. They're fighting still. They say that good. Lost a battle that day. The devil got his due. The devil got his due. Yeah, the devil got paid. The devil got paid. Somewhere between. Here and poor. The phone line to collaborate with me here today, 601-879-0002. The email address is jameson at wyab.com. Get the name right, so I'll get the email, man. It's J-A-M-E. There is no I in my name. S-O-N at wyab.com. You can also follow me over on Twitter at Jameson. Hey, good is the handle on Twitter and the Facebook page is by the same name of getting more contacts by the day. I would love to be able to be in touch with you. You can direct message me through Facebook. If you haven't friend me, direct message me, let me know you're a listener so we can stay in touch because your perspectival knowledge and your collective intelligence is going to make the whole show and myself better as well as we seek to transform into better people. Yeah, the devil got his due. The devil got paid. Yeah, the devil works in confusion and the devil works in lies. We're so thankful today to be joined by Chip Matthews running for Madison County Supervisor District 5, but not here for his candidacy. No, we're here for breaking news. And also we have Timothy Jenkins, the local boy you know, Madison County District 1 Election Commissioner for 10 years, 27-year veteran of the Air National Guard. I've really enjoyed getting to know these two guys as well. I want to start here with you, Timothy. You first came in and you were breaking with Chip Matthews over this, what we're calling potential election fraud and crimes. I added that. That is on record being looked at now. You're going to give us all the updates just in what you've seen in Madison County alone, and there's there's a broader application for this, is that the same type of corruption at the local level that we're uncovering, you guys are uncovering at the Madison County level, is the same template. It's happening all over this state at the local level. If we're going to win, it's going to be through taking back our local government, and we got to do it by stopping this open corruption. Timothy Jenkins, welcome, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Can you just give us an update for those who didn't hear your first time on my program with Chip Matthews, kind of what you started to, un- a summary of where we were last time, what you what you uncovered, and then we'll get into all the breaking news that's going on left and right. I mean, uh, Attorney General's office getting involved with this. I mean, this is gaining footing left and right. All right. Well, you know, I ran for supervisor, uh, in the August primary for yes, District sir. One, I didn't win, and that's that's fine. People spoke, and uh, I guess they decided they'd rather have me as the Madison County watchdog <laughs> than the supervisor that was supposedly elected for District One to be the watchdog for the city of Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we knew initially that. The, the county was having trouble with the Democrat Executive Committee. They were not wanting to share information on 
poll workers. They weren't wanting to uh, sign a contract. It just it seemed like it went on uh, till till July when they found out they weren't going to have any type of of contract with the secretary or with the election commission or with the circuit clerk. Now we do know that the election commission did not have a contract at all with the Democrats. We've been told that they had a contract with the circuit clerk's office, but we've not seen one. We do not know what that contract said. And for election code, it has to be spelled out. Any agreement or contract has to be spelled out what that person, what the either the circuit clerk or the election commission is going to do. It has to be signed, and they have to have it recorded with the Secretary of State's office. Help me, because this was the first time that I thought about this, the logistics of carrying out an election locally. Reiterate what this contract would be doing in, in a perfect world. What, what are they doing there? The RNC and the DNC can contract, or the election commission can contract with this group to fa- to facilitate the le- elections. Right. Can you talk about the logistics okay. of this so we can? Well, first off, uh, the Madison County Republican Executive Committee signed a contract with the Madison County Election Commission to run their election. And that includes what? That includes everything from getting the poll workers to training the poll workers, packing the bags, uh, verifying uh, the the ballot, making sure that the correct number for each precinct is is ordered keeping in mind that there's some precincts in madison county that have as many as eight different ballots when you come in Mm -hmm. so you know when a voter comes in it's really good to know who your representatives are that you're voting for make sure that when you go in every ballot should be on the wall and that they're not just picking up a ballot, handing it to you. You got to make, sh- make sure you yeah. have the correct ballot. That's right. right. Okay. Um, because in some precincts, there's as many as three different supervisors that's being voted for sure. in that one precinct. Even though the law says that you're supposed to vote where you live, there's not it's not broken down into all right. This precinct is just for District One. This precinct is just for District 2. But you also have to keep... Because where there's overlapping, you've got District 1 supervisor and election commissioner are the same district areas. But then you've got judges and other offices that overlap each other. School boards. School board, representative, state senators. All of that does not necessarily lay within the same area. Let me speak as we start out, because this is so key, what we experience with Ryland Thompson, the great sheriff's deputy, a, a good man who should be on that Madison County School Board right now with last year. This comes up. So I want to reiterate to people why this is so important. We talk about daily and people uh, will, will very kindly say, hey, will you talk about some solutions and lay out solutions? Well, I lay out solutions every show, but in particular, we are diving in deep today, not only to the corruption, but this is the template for cleaning things up locally. And part of that is, is understanding a correct procedure and protocols and how things are actually carried out at the local level. Because what we ran into last year was Ryland Thompson, who ran a great race, ran up against the establishment and 
he was not on the ballot in a lot of his areas that he should have been because these are some of these crossover things that are confusing, but it's not impossible to get right. And we better demand that it gets right, that you can have the right ballot for the right voter in the right place. If we can't do that, once again, let's stop and go home and let's just do our own merry thing until the waters come and wash us away as in the days of Noah, right? So that's why you're here. And you've heard Chip Matthews already chime in. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Chime in. Thank you again, sir. Thank you. For everything you've done as an entrepreneur and as fighting the establishment here and exposing this corruption. So, Timothy, please continue with your process, uh, kind of laying out what, what they're supposed to be doing. And what happened in this first time with a contract was not signed between the DNC and the election commission is what you're getting to. Correct. And, and there's, there's a, there's a process, there's a process to just dang near anything. I mean, if you're going to blow your nose, there's a process to it. Uh, But you have guidelines. It doesn't matter if it's the election commission running that election for the primary or the Democrat executive committee is running it. You've still got guidelines you're supposed to follow, and there's really no excuse for not following them. Sure. We have been trying since August to get to find out who trained the Democrat poll workers. Mm-hmm. Still haven't gotten that information. But we did do a public records request through the county, and we got pay records. And on my request, I requested the days of the training and the people that were at them. I didn't ask for the days they were paid. Okay. State law state law sure. says that you are not to train poll workers within five days of an election. There were a hundred and forty eight poll workers that were trained on August the seventh. The election was August the eighth. And Incredible. they were trained for four hours. That is now confirmed. Is this the information I'm, you guys have gotten back? That's the, what they gave the, us. The that's records they, request that I've got that was given to me by Madison County mm-hmm. states that one hundred and forty-eight. That's three thousand five hundred and fifty-two dollars that the county paid out. Right. When those people were not eligible, you're not supposed to train. There is a provision that you can have emergency poll workers, sure. but they're not required to be trained. Okay. So it, it, without that being even said, though, about being paid, they should not have been trained the day before an election. Sure. Can you lay out some reasons? Why is that law? I would have never thought about that and make, make sense. Help me with why, why not five days? Why can you not train within five days? Well. And I don't want to chase a bunch really, of rabbits. Really, the I'm simple, just trying to. The simple the simple answer to that is because that's what the state legislature set up. There you go. Right. You know, right. and as an election commissioner, there were things that I didn't necessarily agree with, but I'm not in the legislature. You follow the law until sure. you find somebody that's willing to step up and say, let's fix that. It's just it's just that simple to me. I, I don't have to know. I don't have to know why. All I have to know is that's what the law is. That's what we're going to follow until it changes. Well, this is one of the reasons why I supported you and your supervisor race as well and anything you go to do in the future. Um, here, here's one thing, too. It could be just that knowing and understanding with past history of how naturally as human beings, it's kind of hard to organize. And you you don't want to be 
just running in there willy-nilly the last minute. You need to be more organized, so it could be kind of a way to put a little bit of an urgency on the training so you're just not rushing at the end. Yes, sir, And Chip. then you can take another option. Okay, so the 148 people also allegedly worked the polls the next day, which they would have to be scheduled for what poll they were going to work. And then they got $200 a piece for working that day. And right. you don't know, and I don't know, if they were scheduled and if they even worked. Right. So you don't know if they did, just didn't turn around and pay 224 to buy a vote. Sure. So one of the things uh, after this election, um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't squawk about me not winning. You right. know, I've got, I've got things to do. I didn't have to have this, but I wanted to do it for community service. But one thing that, uh, that Chip and I did was we went in and asked to canvas the election. Mm-hmm. There's been, I've heard some people say, well, Chip uh, challenged the election and he wasn't running against anybody in the primary. There's a difference between challenging an election and canvassing. We went in and we canvassed uh, eight eight or nine different precincts for for District 4 and 5. And, you know, some of the things that we found was... uh, at the end of the day, when you do an electronic poll book, you are supposed to uh, print out all the signatures of the the people that came in and voted. Right. That wasn't done in any— Because we're signing that little iPad right, thing, you're, right? You're signing the electronic poll book. That was not done in any of the 43 precincts in Madison County. Okay. See, if we stop right there— you have to get that under control because we know why Professor David Clements is going from Bannon. He's been right here in that chair. Professor David Clements, Seth Keschel, so many have done this. They are saying if, if you're not matching who came in and confirming and matching that with your, your ballots, then what, you're, what they're able to do is anybody that are, is registered in the future, and I don't want to get off on this either, but this is crazy to see this happening in Madison County. They find out who hadn't come in and signed, and then they know how many votes they can play with over here that are over-registered. Now, before y'all go further, let's go back. Now, District 4 and 5, District we're four supposed and five. To, we, the Republicans had a contract to be run by the Election Commission. Okay. Correct? That's it. Okay. District 4 and 5 were run by Democrats. That's no the other re- thing I wanted to get to. No Republican ran right. our district. So these things he's going through— are right. things that Democrats just hummed to hummed to over and didn't so, fill out the poll books and didn't do this. He's fixing to go through all this other yeah, stuff. Right. That, that okay, won't. this is just absolutely mind-blowing local stuff. And, and, and once again, we're learning the protocols, and I can tell you this is going on. If it's going on, we're talking Madison County. For what better place to start than Madison County? So let's just stop right there. We're going to take the break right here. We have Timothy Jenkins right here in studio. We have Chip Matthews right here in studio running for Madison County Supervisor District 5. Breaking news today is what we're doing. Not even campaigning at this point. And I'm going to tell you, you know who I've been supporting the whole time. But breaking news on Democrats without a contract running Madison County elections in a way that is not in accordance with the law. That's a great synopsis of where we're going today. Tell everybody you know about the radio show. It's Real Resistance Radio, by the way, right here on WYAB. Stream it live from anywhere on the planet, WYAB.com, and click listen. Gear up.
It's not revenge we're after. It's the reckoning, and you can bet the reckoning is on its way. You're in a good fight with Jamison Haygood right here on 103.9 WYAB. We have Timothy Jenkins right here in studio, District 1 election commissioner for 10 years, and Chip Matthews running for Madison County Supervisor District Number 5. And we were talking about what we have uncovered with open election election law violations here in Madison County. Um. Timothy, go back and reiterate what you were saying because so the Republican Executive Commission or committee had a contract with the election commission Correct. to run all of Madison County they had elections. The the way the law's set up, you can go in and sign a contract with the election commission to run one, two, three, okay. or the whole okay. the whole election. The Republican Party chose to for the election commission to come in and run it just like it were a general election. They didn't the Republican uh executive committee didn't have to come in and overwatch it. They were there and they helped, but they had the contract for the election commission to run it. District four and five or all all, all, all five all, all five okay, all, all five districts. Okay, all of them. But and uh and to me this is it's hearsay. I've talked to some poll workers but when when uh, the Democrat Party delivers election materials for the Republicans, that is not the election commissioner running that election for the Republicans. That's the Democrats running the election for the Republicans. It seems that's objectively true. I Correct. mean, that's what happened. Right. Um, and, you know, in in any of this that I've said this morning or will say, I'm all, you know, if Prove me wrong. Sure. Tell me, tell me, but you're going to have to say where I'm wrong because yeah. I've got, I've got election code. I've got uh, on September the 12th, I did a complaint to Shad White's office. Uh, over the past week or so, we've turned in stuff to the Secretary of State's office, to the Attorney General's office, and that was upon I've, their request. Right. I've got, you know, I've gotten email back saying that the attorney general's office got my material. I, you know, I hope that some of the stuff that I have found may prove to be incorrect, Mm -hmm. but I've done public records requests with uh, the secretary of state, which I got an email this morning from the secretary of state's office showing who in Madison County was they have something called train the trainer it's where the secretary of state's office trains people to train poll workers sure and uh howard brown with the as he's the president of the madison county democrat executive committee he was trained along with uh officials from jackson county down on the coast i don't know whether he went down there or if they came up here and were trained at the Secretary of State's office, it doesn't matter. But it took till today to find that out. People that know that Chip and I have turned in public records requests, I think they're trying to slow play the information we get at this point. Um, And, you know, go ahead and do it. But to me, that gives the... the look that you're hiding stuff and um 
you know, anybody, I don't care, Republican, Democrat, real independent, whatever, uh, anything that I've got that I've gotten by public records request, anybody that wants to see it, sure. I'll show it. I'll show it to you because unlike some other people that have given the impression, I don't have anything to hide. Right. You know, we went to a, a election commission meeting uh, earlier this month. I was threatened to be handcuffed and walked out of the building if I did not stop talking. Now, the funny, was, the funny thing about that is he, I, the month before, they did that to me. They told me that if I didn't stop talking, my two minutes were up. And the, the, this isn't the commission telling us this. This is the attorney for the commission telling us that our two minutes are up and we're not going to talk to the commissioners about the corruption that happened in the county, which we were just trying to report it. Sure. We weren't trying to accuse anybody. We were saying this is what has happened, and we need y'all to know. Then, So he decides he's going to talk next month. He goes, because sometimes I don't have enough tact. Right. They okay. shut him yeah. down so quick. Well, and you know, the thing is, I had, uh, I hate to say a script. A lot of times I'll talk with note cards. I can't write yeah. out something and read it verbatim because right. I like to be looking at, whoever I'm talking to, yeah. but one of the election commissioners had asked me a question when my two minutes were up. I started answering an election commissioner and was shut down because I was told that uh, the, the agenda was full and that they did not have time, that if I wanted to talk further, I needed to come before a meeting or I could stay after the meeting and talk. The meeting was started at 9 o'clock, and by 9.25, the meeting was over, but they were so busy. And, something. That's and, that, and this is only the attorney's opinion, which is uh, Spence Flatguard. He is the one who shut us down both times. Well, the commission probably has leaned off on him and kind of used him as the— No, he's not. He the, just chimes in. Okay. The, well, who should be running the election commission meeting— yeah is the chairman of the election that commission. Yeah. But if it's just like when uh, when when I was on the agenda for the board of supervisors, I heard the the timer go off for my 2 minutes. But I was in the middle of answering a question to a supervisor. Yeah. Uh, the attorney did not shut me down because that's not his place. The people that should be shutting me down after my two minutes is the supervi- the president of the supervisor, but I was actually talking to him because he had asked me a question. So, yeah, I went over my two minutes, but it was to another supervisor. So it just it caught me a little off guard to be shut down by the attorney. Well, there's a couple of elements involved here. It's the actual process and why we're having the – supervisor meeting in the first place which is to handle and address address issues at the most local level you can possibly address these things that's right and sometimes it will go outside the two-minute bound and that would be government what we expect from our government to be able to because you're not going to be able to address everything in two minutes so it's it's kind of like a a rail guard to keep the thing going it's not in 
you know, some type of law that you can't continue to speak. If you if you have people on the supervisor side really trying to get to the heart of the issue, you're going to take more than two minutes and you're going to allow more than two minutes. I want to stay on time right now because it's a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about the process that we've seen David Archie experience in Hines County. Doesn't matter if you're for him or against him. We're trying to correct this stuff at the local level. Not sharing information that they legally owe you is kind of where we'll start now. It's, how, how do you run into the same issues every time? They legally owe you information on how they've conducted these elections, and then they just choose the option of, no, nah, we're not going to show you that. We'll start there when we get back. Tell everybody you know about the radio show. We are destroying uh, globalist arguments, a lot like what happens when a snake gets caught in a lawnmower right here in a good fight with Jamison Haygood. And this segment is brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. It's very simple. The whole time. Uh, Chip, how, how, I how like are you guys playing that? I like, I like that place. Yeah, yeah. Chip <laughs> Matthews' place out there. It's incredible. It's the food. It's the atmosphere. It's turned into a family joint actually yes, it's a it's it, more family than anything else and it's all the stuff you can call in get stuff to go everything the whole menu you got pizza uh, pasta burgers best barbecue you will find on the planet and that's why we're not don't have a bar we don't have a barbecue restaurant we don't call it a barbecue restaurant right. because we'd have to shut down all the other barbecue state in the state because our barbecue is that good and there's not been a single person that's gone by there that said we were speaking with hyperbole at all fresh chopped and and d- delivered vegetables and and toppings on every one of these pizzas at so the time, much goes into it mississippi based businesses mississippi based entrepreneurs also keeping us the real anti establishment media on the air real resistance radio that's what's brought to you this whole two hours, Acme, Pizza, and Daiquiri's. Timothy, before we left off, and I want you to work through all of your stuff you found when you canvassed this election only in District 4 and District 5. We're going to continue to go because what we're doing, we're at Madison County. We find, we are finding election um, fraud, actually, and also just ways where they conducted the election not in accordance with the law. If you can't start locally in your own county having lawful elections this is what, that's why these two men and their teams are so important if you can't do it lawfully at the, at the local level you're never going to fix any of this so that's where we start but one of the things that continues to be shocking to me timothy and also it's something we're hearing consistently from so many other people that will ask for information on elections by the way the same thing happened in federal elections in georgia and other states you ask for information to confirm and canvas a, an election that they lawfully must give you, and you are told by the powers that be, whoever that is, it, no, no, we're just not going to show you that. How well, much have you I seen? Don't, I don't know that we've necessarily, we haven't necessarily been told that, but uh, we have been told, and I've got an email stating, well, that information does not exist. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up, and everybody knows somebody that says, you don't ever ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. Right. Well, I didn't wake up yesterday trying to do this. I'm ten year uh, election yeah. commissioner right here. Yeah. Well, you know, and and I do believe that there are true conspiracy theorists. Yeah. The difference in a conspiracy theorist and what I'm trying to show, and I'm not I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I want it done correctly. 
Uh, the there difference is I'm not a conspiracy theorist because I've gone out and I've got public records requests and I've got proof. I've got government proof from government entities showing what I asked for. And it turns out that a lot of what I was suspecting is correct. You know, one of the, which means uh, w- what, like if you don't have the information, that's the same as you're not going to get the info. I mean, can well, you just not have the information that you got to have to back up an election? Is that where we are? Well, I think some people don't want me to have the information. Right. right. So they're saying it doesn't exist because you've got to know, you got to know what to ask for to get. And then you go back and you ask for something else and, and it correlates with what you just received, mm-hmm. you and know, it, when uh, when when I first started this, it was crazy to think the number of poll. You know, everybody always oh, just a poll worker. Well, uh, this year the supervisors voted because the legislature voted that the pay for poll workers could go up from a maximum of one hundred and twenty five dollars a day to two hundred dollars a day. Okay. Keeping in mind that there's some counties that weren't even making $125 a day to work the polls. And I can't, ima- I can't imagine being at a poll for 12 or 14 sure. hours for $125. I did it for 75 Yeah. Well, <laughs> so uh, I, I believe in not just sometimes saying, well, the law says um, elections are run by an election code, and it starts with 23-15, and then there's a number behind it. And one of the big things is for poll workers, the number of poll workers per precinct. Right. And there's a formula for that. And we it's sad when the the first one is 0 to 500 poll, or 0 to 500 uh, voters, voters. In, a, in a particular precinct. Well... You can have a maximum of six. Doesn't matter what happens, you can have a maximum number of six. Well, Poll workers for zero to 500 right. voters. Cooparl in northeast Madison County, there's 67 registered voters. And, and get this, there were as many people that voted in that precinct as there were poll workers. Right. So you, Do you know that number, by the way, uh, and you, I believe it was 12, right. but I think there were actually I've got the they call so, it so a recap. Sixty seven voters total on the register. Yeah. For the, and, and, then and I've actually got I've got the official it's called well, the official recapitulation summary. And for for that precinct. Right. Um, I'll look it up while y'all talk about well, something and I don't, else. Well, no, but, you, but there were like didn't. 11 people that voted sure. in the precinct. And there Just was, an idea, right. Yeah. And there were 11, 11 or 13 workers. Oh, uh, it was, I think they're, well, unless I'm told different or they'll sure. prove different because the records that the Democrats turned in was kind of wanky. Uh, there were 12 poll workers there. Okay. There shouldn't have been 12 poll workers there. Sure, because according to the election code that you just cited, zero to 500 voters in a particular precinct, you can have up to six right. workers. And, you know, all right, in, in every election, by election code, you have to have a returning receiving manager, an initialing manager, and a bailiff. And the reason for that is... Your initialing manager can never be your returning receiving manager because there is a 
a chance of impropriety because the person picking up the election material and returning the election material to Election Central could initial some ballots, color them in, and put them in with the other stuff. Sure. So what that brings us to is when we canvassed, there were multiple uh, supply bags that did not have seals on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of this the ones that out of the ones that we canvassed, there was only one precinct that we canvassed that had signed the oath uh, for the poll workers. There were zero in any of the precincts that we found that had a signature list at the end of the night. And then some of the poll books were not filled out. The, that's right. You know, and and it's simple, is simple clerical work that was omitted. So you can't say, well, we did everything right. Sure, and you can't follow you, the chain of command of the that's box. That's the key. That's the, the key. Chain and of, it's sure. a chain of custody. Chain, chain of custody. custody. Right. We, we're. That's what I wanted to go back to the seal because that that there once again, there's there's every issue you get to has to be a deal breaker that we cannot put up here with locally here. So. What were you talking about when you saw no seals on the bag? Walk me All through right. that. Because chain Especially, of custody, and I've said this right. since 2020, and I knew it I knew it in June of 2020 when people asked me about the dadgum election. I said, May, Universal Live mail-in ballots will have no chain of custody, which is the foundation, in my opinion, of any election. All what right. are the seals, so, Timothy? So when I was an election commissioner, on all ballot boxes— they came in to Election Central with a seal on them. But that's just not, it's not just any seal. You don't just pick up a seal and put it on there just because it's got 13 or 14 numbers on it. You have to write that down in a, in a, a, bar, a, a three-ring spiral book. That way you know what you had. When, when it's brought into Election Central, they take that sheet so no more numbers can be put on it Sure. to where if somebody were to take a seal off and put another seal on because they want to take something right, out or put something right. in, well, then when you go, you always look at that the sheet. It, it, it does not match the book. Right. But it, what we did was anytime when, when the one of the first things as an election commissioner that we did was we took the ballots out, we counted them. We wrote it on a form. We taped it to the ballot box to where we knew, and I always took a picture of it because I thought, you know, anybody can take a sheet off yeah, sure. and tape another one on there. But I had photos. I I took pictures of the seals. I took pictures of of the inventory list. We knew how many ballots were in there. This came in handy when uh, David Bishop and Carl Banks ran few years back mm-hmm. uh, because we did something that we had never done. We took District 4 by itself and recounted all the ballots because at the time I felt like it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want any impropriety. The Both parties were there. If both parties were not there, we didn't start. We didn't even open a box until both parties were there to see everything going on, mm-hmm. um, but and Bishop so what, won by two votes. And, and Bishop, David Bishop won by two votes. Okay, 
Right. So every that, vote that didn't matters. Get up, that that didn't get upheld though. Oh yeah, it was because upheld. Uh, uh, was Carl in, Banks sued for four years, okay. the whole four years I that see, he was in office. He, I see. Okay. All right, all right. Um, but it's real important to to me. That's why you should sign a contract because the the parties do not do elections every day. Right. They don't necessarily know what to look for, but in order for the election commission or the circuit clerk's office to help them. You're supposed to have a contract. A contract states specifically what the party will help with, like ordering ballots, ordering the correct number of ballots, making sure that the ballots are at the precinct on time, making sure the correct ballots are at the precinct. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you don't do it every day, you don't know all of it. So let's stay on time here because I want to come back and, and just to round this issue out. And we'll probably come back to it because I want you to tell me with our short little period when we come back before we go to the top of the hour, Timothy and Chip Matthews. Chip Matthews running for Madison County Supervisor District Number 5. I want you to tell me what it obviously says and what's out there when you talk about ballot boxes with no seals on them. And then we're going to set up the second hour, okay? That's what we're going to do when we come back. Tell everybody you know about the radio show. Three supervisors. Oh, yeah. It's the radio show for all those citizens out there who are awake, not woke. It's a good fight with Jameson Haygood right here on 103.9 WYAB. Final couple minutes with Timothy Jenkins and Chip Matthews here in studio talking about the absolute, it's, it's incompetence and corruption in Madison County elections. And that's showing you the template for how they're doing it in other places and how to fix all this. Timothy, before we went to break, I wanted you to say when you canvassed District 4 and District 5, Madison County, this latest primary election, August 8th, you found unsealed ballot boxes. Real quick, with just um, um, two minutes. What does that say? Um, um, Lay that out for us. Well, it could be incompetence. It could be laziness. It could be corruption. Um, But an unsealed ballot box is everything we think it is. It, oh, it opens up every. It opens yeah. up. I mean, you if it's everything we stuck, hope it is, or w- everything that it appears to right, be, right. Um, somebody should be investigating it. Right. You um, have an unsealed ballot box that could be tampered with. Had stuff added at any point. At any point, they could have added before the counting or after the counting or and you had two felons you just can't have it dude two felons that were picking up at the courthouse and then taking them to the precinct and then bringing them back that was their job and they two felons and the materials they they picked up the the, they were returning receiving managers we're going to come back they were the returning and proceeding uh receiving managers for a precinct we're going to start the second hour with that mainly what you guys uh, uncovered the first time when you started looking into this, so unsealed ballot boxes is simply a red flag. It can, it just cannot happen because the whole idea is it's just like you guys said, you don't even want the appearance of any type of corruption. You don't want any doubt to happen. You don't even want to open up anything during this chain of custody that would allow anybody any way to influence these elections. If you want to keep your Republic or get your Republic back past tense, because it's already been taken it's been taken because of things like this right here in Madison County. Yeah, so this is what we're going to do. We're gearing up for a whole second hour here with Chip Matthews. He's running for Madison County Supervisor, District Number 5. Timothy Jenkins is 27 years. It was great talking 
He did 27 years in the Air National Guard, 10 years as election commissioner, and it's time to unwind the incompetence and corruption. The second hour, where we lay it out next. I like that. Awake and woke. Yeah, you found the right place. It's Jamison Haygood, and I am a watchman on the wall here in the state of Mississippi. Hope you're ready to be transformed by the renewing of your mind for the second hour here in a good fight starts right now. We have Timothy Jenkins, uh, 27 years in the Air National Guard, 10-year election commissioner in District 1. Timothy? Yes. Yes. District 1. We're continuing our second hour here with this bunch. And also Chip Matthews, Madison County, uh, running for Madison County, supervisor, District 5, a local entrepreneur, local boy who has been fighting against the establishment and open corruption, regardless of what you think of him. Um, and, and then an entrepreneur, a real entrepreneur, part of the real private sector that we celebrate so much here is going to be a major part of us getting our Republic back. Timothy Jenkins, Chip Matthews. Let's start right here. I have the audio queued up from your, the latest October 11th, um, it's election, important, it's, commission, it's election meeting. commission meeting, excuse me, where you were addressing some of the things that you found, such as what just a quick synopsis of, of what you were hitting kind of in this speech, because we're going to get pick up the last three minutes of it. All right. So uh, I was trying to address the number of poll workers per precinct. Sure. The uh, the number of people that were not a registered voter in the county of Madison that worked the polls and it would seem like it's it seemed like the attorney wanted to shut me down more so than the election commissioners right and the flack in my opinion would be would have been on the election commissioners the the attorney for the election commission is to keep them on track with the law make sure that he gives them a legal opinion on steps to take, not to run the meeting. And we were just trying to shine the light on what had been wrong to where it wouldn't happen in November. That's all that we were there to do. But no. This is so clear. Okay, let's let's get this. And Timothy Jenkins and his, uh, he's three minutes in here. We'll get a good three minutes of idea of what he's sharing with the election commission. Once again, showing that, hey, this is where we've messed up on record, objectively so, and how can we fix this? This is a response. I would think since Ms. Ray is the uh, custodian of the uh, registration, it would, wouldn't it be you? Or uh, Tell me again what you were asking for. This is, this is a list of all payouts for poll workers for August the 8th, all the poll workers that work. I don't pay the poll workers. Well, I know. Well, let's do but this. That's why I'm saying you don't you don't have this because I got this uh-huh. from the board of supervisors who pays the poll workers. Okay. Let's do this in the interest of time because I know you probably have more to say. This is the right, two minutes that's now. right. Why don't you give it to me and I'll I'll figure out uh, what we can do. We do have a primary election next year, and so I'll get it from you. And so you've got a little bit of time. We're actually over time, but if you have another point to make, love yeah, to hear it. I, I do. Okay. Um, I got a another request that I that I got yesterday from the Board of Supervisors on people that were trained to be poll workers. And what I thought was kind of funny was on the day before the election, that would be eight seven, there were a hundred and forty eight poll workers trained by the information 
that I received from the supervisors because what I put on there was a request for the dates and names of poll workers trained this year. Uh, on eight, well, here, let me go down the list. 620, there were 72. Well, we, we really don't have, yeah. have okay. time for that. I think these well, are good points. And, and Well, if but you, I, I'd like this on the record because. Well, it is on the I'm record, gonna, and if you want to get, I'm just, we're, we're past time. Helpful right. information. And I, if, and if I understand that, me. but if, as election commissioners, if they're interacting with me, then. Well, how about this? Y'all can interact, and that's great. We only have two-minute slots for public comments and have a full agenda with a uh, November election. If y'all want to sidebar after the meeting or well, I, any other you know, time. I think but this that isn't the people the listening ought to – it is I, a form forward. It's, I mean, I realize I see two minutes, but if this is things that are going on that the election commission is <coughs> not – that they don't know about, mainly because it was a primary, but – Twenty-three fifteen two thirty-nine states that you're not supposed to train poll workers within five days of an election. The day before an election, and you trained 148 poll workers. Something's bad wrong with it. We didn't do that. I no, no, stop. That. Okay, you've gone well, well over time. I know you want to turn this into something. That's no, I'm not, not trying to turn it into okay. anything, Spence. But I, I think okay, that I'm going to have to ask you to stop. You've gone five minutes, and I invite I think you to the talk. Election commissioners, commissioners ought to don't be stop the one talking. Ask the bailiffs to have you leave. Well, then, then do that. But this is something that's important that the election commissioners need to be saying to me, not, not their attorney, because I have time. For this right now, <laughs> you can How talk. You, you can talk before or after the meeting. How do you? But not you can't turn time. this into your forum. I'm not We're about to have a forum. I'm going to get to this. I'm wanting answers okay. to this. You're not going to get them today. You can talk with them. Well, I tell you what. Hand. What okay, I'm going to do bailiff, is I'm going to turn this Timothy into Jenkins. you. But I, I would really oh, like I have the a receipt showing that I gave you this. But just hand it to me right now, and it'll be on video. That's fine. And if you want to stay, you can view it. But if you're going to keep talking, we're going to ask you to leave. I'm going to stay. Okay, great. And uh, thank you. I would. That's is that going to be the same as uh, the supervisors? I've got five days. You got five days to respond to that. Uh, I haven't read this yet. The the policy. I understand for the policy. County okay, thank you for your time. You're welcome to stay. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. Reiterate now. Once again, there were a couple of things going on there that was objectively against the law. A hundred and forty-eight workers um, trained the day before the election. When, in accordance with this state law, you cannot train any poll workers after five days within, within five within, days within within five days of the election, and, among some other things. And he was trying to explain. You had board members who were asking him questions, right, about this, and. The attorney shut it shut down. Shut it down. He shut the interaction between you guys down on, on, yeah. a, on a real issue that was trying to be addressed right. right in front of you. But not only did he threaten to have me taken out, he actually, and I, I had not heard it until just then that he asked the bailiff he to did. take me out. He sure and he did. was an inch behind him. Now, in the meeting the, month, the meeting the month before, they wanted to take me out, but they didn't have a sheriff there. For this meeting, they, they had, had two. A, they had two for you <laughs> One guys. for him and one for me. They had two and, for you guys. And we're the only two people who were there on the public forum. Right. So I guess in, they're not having – they don't have a, 
uh, a meeting in November. So I guess in December when I go to the election commission meeting, I'm going to have to have my good boy pants on yeah. for that meeting. Right. Well, you did great the way you worded everything. And it was I mean, the pushback had to be there once again, because what other forum that is why the the board is meeting is to iron out issues just like that. It wasn't like you were dressing these guys down. You were showing where they had failed, where, where failures had happened, and then yeah, yeah, because it wasn't necessarily directed at them. Sure. It was, but it was things that was provable that were done wrong. That they and needed to maybe, look at. and and just maybe, I stepped on some toes because in September, I, I addressed the board of supervisors and said some things that had been done wrong. Chip had done the same thing, and then. The first meeting of October, Spence came in and said that everything they had done for the primary ran smoothly. There were no, you know, okay. the, it it was all done smoothly. Well, it wasn't done smoothly because if you go back and you talk to uh, the Republican Party, she said, well, it's not necessarily that it was done smoothly. It was done the way it's always done okay, and, right. and chaos. But if you, don't, if you don't speak out at the little things that's going on that's not legal, then at what point do you overlook the big things sure. that go on? And y'all remember that what we were playing back is live online on the Madison County website, government right. website. Well, and the easiest because, way to do it is to go to YouTube and look up Madison County Election Commission. But, but what I'm getting at is the meetings are live. Right. And, we, and the, we're trying to get out to the people what's going on. Sure. And you have an attorney jumping in and shutting us down so that it won't be right out in public open to where they can see it. And, or, I mean, or, just, or there would be no other. If, if it's not that, it sure seems that's the most likely reason. I mean, I mean you know what I'm saying? Why would, so why would, why would you shut that interaction down? Here, let's let's go back to this. What you guys found with the possession of if this is 100 percent confirmed. Now you've found three. OK, three uneligible voters running Madison County or high, in very important parts of the chain of custody of these elections and these these ballots confirmed and just to reiterate to people out there that don't know so if you're not a registered voter you can't help with the elections it's very simple the other issue if you think and by the way i believe felons should be able to get their right to vote but we that's a whole different issue and under certain situations and all but here's the thing as it sits right now just like timothy said to start out the last hour is that i care not at this point you know what what should be or what shouldn't be i care what the law is and we need to run in accordance to the law or we don't have fair elections right. and what people need to realize is there's a difference between a felon and a felon that has committed a disenfranchising crime okay sure. okay and if you have committed a disenfranchising crime say embezzlement that's mm-hmm. one of the disenfranchising crimes. Okay, that, so not every felon does it. Correct. I, I'm not if, for sure right. with, when you get your um, So if you've committed embezzlement in the state of Mississippi and you're convicted by a, a, a court in the state, unless it's lifted, you never have the right okay. to vote in Mississippi again. Now, if you did that in, say, Connecticut and you moved down here, as long as when you're doing your voter registration, you say that you have 
been convicted of a felony and you say where Mm -hmm. that does not mean that you have committed a disenfranchising crime here you can legally register but i found one about six or seven years ago that actually lied on his voter registration he had been convicted of a felony of a disenfranchise what we would consider a disenfranchising crime but because he lied on his voter registration he was prosecuted he was disqualified yeah so you know but, but what did you what did you guys find that that helps me understand right, why so you're finding what you found but you in the news in the newspaper there uh, a few a few weeks sure. back there was an article written by an election commissioner that had found that one person had been uh, taken off the voter rolls because of a disenfranchising crime. That person got paid as a returning receiving manager uh, from Madison County and made like $256 and some odd cents for that day. Mm-hmm. Well, August 8th. August the 8th, right. So not only did Madison County pay that person, they paid him illegally, in my opinion, because he was not a registered voter. He had been taken off the voter rolls. But uh, because this month I have also had also put in a public records request for the names of the people that were poll workers on 8-8, I wanted to know of those who was not a registered voter. Well, that's when on that video that you heard... Uh, Spence told me they don't have that information. Well, they do have the information, and Spence couldn't get it to me because you have to have access to SIMS, which is the statewide election management system that's operated by the Secretary of State, and the circuit clerk for each county controls that for their county. The election commissioners and the circuit clerk and her staff have access to that. So I knew that it would have to either be one of the election commissioners that looked that list up or the circuit clerk's office that would look that list up. I knew it wouldn't be Spence. But in in getting my information back from my public records request, there were more than 20 names on that list that were not registered voters in Madison County. So if you just said that each one of them made $200 a day, mm-hmm. you yeah. don't count them as a returning receiving manager to make the extra money. I mean, yeah, you're still 4, talking 000. about $4,000. Yeah. So if you took into account that and the ones that were trained the day before the election, you're looking at over $7,000 sure. in money that was spent by the county incorrectly. It, it, against the law. And, you know, and not I don't know. With right. And I don't, you know, and it's t- not up for me to decide but if the state auditor comes in and finds all of this to be true, uh, who who returns that money? Mm-hmm. Is it the surety bond of the supervisors because they're the ones that paid it? Very interesting. Is it the parties who pays that? Right. And then they were already we were already over the limit of people we needed to actually run the prim- to run the primary, and we were not responsible. For Democrats to be scheduled anywhere because they didn't have a contract. Right. Because to reiterate that before we go to break, and then we're going to come back and get some updates on this and then tell me where where this is going. Because also we have up-to-date, I mean, we have current events going on here in Madison County that are serious issues. 
tied to these supervisor advisor races as well. What the the Republican Executive Commission Committee did sign that contract with the Election Commission to run all of the elections in Madison County, but the but the D- Democrat Election Committee ended up running all of them. Exactly. What you're saying. No, four and five. Democrat four Executive Committee just ran four and five. They just ran four and five. So, so the the election commission for the Republicans did run one, two, and one, three. two, and three. Yes, hmm. and that's that's what we're finding. I haven't gotten anything back officially from that, but we've talked to enough poll workers that that said that the Democrat poll workers brought the Republican ballots and other materials to the precincts. And also returned it. They said that in other districts, for district one, district, two, and three, for districts four and five. Okay, yeah, All and right, right, you know, okay. And I have I've been looking. There's, I've not found anything that states for a primary election that the county or city or the state is required to pay poll workers. And to me, if you're not going to follow the law on turning in the potential poll workers for an election if you're not doing it by the law why the the why county the county is really not liable to pay for primary poll workers and so in district four and five where you have the two democrats that have been in office for 30 years and 38 right. years they run this like their family business right they do what they want to do and they they say we're going to run these polls. We're but, not going to let the, even the Republicans run their part of these polls. These right. are our polls. But realistically, you can't, you know, it's really a problem for districts one, two, three, four, and 5. Not just 4 and 5. Right. It's, 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 a, it's a countywide problem that needs to be addressed. I started out trying to talk to supervisors and election commissioners without being on the air, without involving the state auditor's office, the secretary of state's office, or the attorney general's office, but I wasn't getting any traction. I didn't have anybody that would sit and actually carry on a conversation because if I can't talk, it's not a conversation. If two people are talking, that can be a conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. When we when we come back, I want to I want to pick up right there because when you found that you were told from the poll workers that the Democrat Executive Committee were the ones picking up and dropping off Republican ballots and um, supplies. Well, well, side note, by the way, guess what happened in District Four and Five? Republicans ran out of ballots, by the way, but that led you to do that canvassing, particularly to Four and Five, where you found unsealed ballot boxes. You understand what we're doing here? It's so simple. You start local, and if Madison County can't get it right, who else is getting it wrong? We continue with Timothy Jenkins and Chip Matthews when we get back. Exercising every single one of our God-given rights right here in a good fight with Jameson Hager, we have Timothy Jenkins. Um, what was it? T- Ten years at the election District 1 Election Commissioner. You were telling me some incredible stories of things that you – it was confusing, it was switching the poll books from one poll to the other, and and uh, you owned it and you fixed it. That's what we're asking people to do right now. I know you also sued the election commission and won yourself. When well, I, I, got I, filed, I filed an ethics complaint uh-huh. 
against three of the election commissioners in 2016. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I had won my ethics complaint. And from what I understand, it was strong enough that the ethics commission did not grant the three of them an appeals hearing. But my very first election after getting elected, um, I had swapped up two poll books one of them was Ridgeland Rec Center. The other was the Mark Apartment. And I had gotten a phone call like five minutes before 7. I made it to Ridgeland Rec Center, got the poll book, went to the Mark Apartment, and had them swapped. And Delbert Hoseman, as at the time, was the Secretary of State. He was on the JT show. But you're saying 7 a.m.? Yeah, he yes, the polls open at right, 7 right, o'clock. Right, okay, all right, I see, yeah. So by f- about five minutes after 7. Well, at, so JT was that early then? Yes. Because he, yes. he was doing midday. the, the yeah, special no, election he was, day. He was, okay, yeah. right, I see, okay. But, right. uh, you know, I called. I called JT's show, told him who I was, what I was doing, and Delbert Hoseman was on the radio, and he goes, how does this happen? I said, I made a mistake. Right. And he goes, well, whose fault is it? I said, I'm the election commissioner. It's my fault. And he goes, will you say that again? And I said, what? I said, I'm election commissioner for District 1. This was a screw-up, and it's my fault. Incredible. And and he said, "Uh, I've never heard an elected official take the blame for something like this. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's how you followed up with with the other nine years of service. And by the way, that's all you're asking to do at the election commission board meeting, the election commission meeting over there where you guys have uncovered felons that are handling receiving and initially receiving and dropping off of ballots that are not allowed in accordance to law, in accordance of law, training of 148 um, poll, uh, workers. poll workers the day before the August 8th primary against the law. And um, well, we also commission- found yeah. 30, about uh, over 20 people that were not registered voters that got paid to be a poll worker. That's four thousand dollars of on eight on August eighth. That was paid right. out by the state of Mississippi or the county the by county. the county. The county. I'm sorry, Their tax dollars. The Madison County dollars and against the law once again. And all this over, stuff. That's right. And then the the ones that were trained the day before the election, which is against the law. And you know, I don't know if that money will be paid back to the county. I don't know who would pay it back, but I'm sure that if Shad uh, Shad White's office really gets involved, he can let us know that. And I want to talk about some of these people getting involved now because it it has gone far above this. When you guys just took it straight to them at first to try to get it fixed— and of course, when you start trying to do that, you get you, you you challenge people for being incompetent or corrupt, one of the two or both, and then you know they come at you. But then the last thing that is the most egregious to me is when you did your canvas of District Four and District Five. You kind of pointed you were orientated to District Four and District Five of Madison County as a cam, canvassing because you maybe for numerous reasons, but for one reason you heard uh, trustworthy poll workers that said the, the Democrat Executive Committee ran those elections and so you looked into it and you found unsealed ballot boxes you saw it with your own eye you, you guys saw this oh yeah we we've got it and, and then, we were with the uh clerk with the she made right. the same notes that's right. right anytime anytime that you go in and you request to canvas an election 
it's the circ the circuit clerk is the custodian Anita Ray Anita yes but in in any county on sure. on election day when it's brought to election central that all election material is is under the direction of a, after that of the circuit clerk they are the custodian of all election material after mm-hmm. election mm-hmm. and uh so you know everything that we saw she saw and she was writing stuff down too she has the same notes we have now that's okay. right but uh it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have gotten this far right right uh and and you know the the democrat executive committee when i was still an election commissioner we were going through some of this same stuff and i was i was bringing it up you can't do this but they're pretty headstrong and we did have a district four election commissioner at one time that felt like she didn't have to know what the law said this is the way we've always done mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but she felt like the louder she got, she would shut people down. So if nobody else had anything to say after she got loud, then she has to be right. And right. technically, the election commission works the same as the supervisors. A 3-2 vote gets things done. But it seems that they run e- each elected commissioner for his district runs his district. Right. Without any help from anybody else. Mm-hmm. All right. Because so, realistically... You're supposed to turn in potential poll workers before the election because the election commission as a whole is supposed to review the names and vote to agree on the names that were turned in Mm -hmm. to be poll workers. But in a primary, that does not happen because the parties get their own poll workers. But I've also got it by pretty reliable information from, from poll workers that some of the election commissioners were making phone calls for the Democrat Party to get poll workers, which is against the law because in the primary. that's that's right. Because in the primary, if you do that, you're supposed to have a contract. And I've got a recording from one of the election commissioners that said he did some of that because it was the right thing to do. No, the right thing to do is to follow the law. You're and if right. you don't like it, go to your representative and have the law change. Sure, no doubt. But, I mean, you're like right now I've already put in a request for everybody that will be running the polls coming up. Mm-hmm. One, two, November. And, yeah, one, two, and three we have. Less than three weeks. Right. Four and five we do not. See. We got a list, and then I found out that the list – was just there to appease. appease me for now. And then I found out that they're still training people. And I know right. that people are going to fall off and this, that, and the other, and you need to train more people. Sure. But I cannot get the, I have not gotten the list. How, and, 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 you know, it's one of these things, do coincidences happen sometimes, but rarely it's always District 4 and District, I don't want to say always, but District 4 and District 5, right? Right. And, 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 those, and that's the stranglehold of these two people. Right. That are, we're saying, so we're saying the family Carl business. Banks. And, and, and Mr. Griffin. Right. right. So a few years ago, when uh, the election commission actually can you can you hold that because sure. we got to stay on time. Let's start. You you got it. Yeah. Hold, hold tight. We're gonna we're gonna get that. As we round this out too, we're gonna mention at the other, um, j- the other magistrates types, the other jurisdictions that have now got involved with this because once again, 
Timothy Jenkins and Chip Matthews have found objective issues and not in accordance with the law. Objective, not subjective. We'll pick up right there when we get back. It's the radio show that all the social justice warriors are warning you about. It's also the radio show that the old establishment, the old establishment collectivists, the Uniparty, are warning you about as well, and they want to censor it. They'll never do it. It's a good fight with Jameson Haygood right here on 103.9 WYAB. We're with Timothy Jenkins, 10-year District 1 election commissioner, Chip Matthews running for Madison County Supervisor, District Number 5. Timothy, you're about to set up some type of – you're about to tell us a story. Yeah, and – uh after the 2016 election, we ended up with three uh, Democrats in the election commission, which is the first time in a long time that had happened. Uh, and that in 2017, when I filed my ethics complaint, and then after that happened, I happened to have been speaking as a concerned citizen at the Board of Supervisors meeting. And when I sat down, I guess it struck a nerve with uh, Paul Griffin, and he goes, you know, it's amazing. He goes, for years, we didn't hear anything from the election commission, and they were run by Republicans. And now, all of a sudden, the Democrats are a majority in the election commission, and it's gone to hell. <laughs> right. but, say, How but, convenient. But now it's, alleged, it's allegedly four to one. Right. Four Republicans, because one digital. Uh, on the election commission. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. Sure. Well, that's fair. Okay. Um, and then, well, look, all this stuff you've uncovered, and for people that are just now listening, it's kind of hard to go back, but you don't have to recap much. I mean, we have elect, we have poll workers in Madison County to the tunes of, of, of almost $10,000 being paid that are ineligible poll workers. We have too many poll workers. We have Democrat Executive Committee running um, things without a contract in District 4 and District 5 is the way it looks. We have, un, get this, um, Chip Matthews. And Timothy Jenkins, with Anita Ray watching it, have walked in and seen Madison County ballot boxes unsealed. Now, we could stop the whole program right there, and that must be corrected immediately. Or, once again, you don't have elections at this process. So, they're un- un- unraveling all this stuff. They're getting shut down at the election commission meeting by the attorney when they're having a back and forth with the election commissioners themselves. There is something that doesn't smell right with what's going on. And so now Chip and Timothy, whichever one of you want to go lay out what other people have gotten involved because you've called me now the attorney generals. I mean, this has gone a little further because they didn't want to address it up front. Chip. Okay. Well, after we appeared on Clay's show last mm-hmm. week, I get a phone call and uh, requ- at seven thirty in the morning saying from the uh, secretary of state's office saying, well, we would like to get your information and talk to you about it and hmm. start a criminal investigation into it. And then a TV station. And then a TV station called us, and we went and met with them for an hour and a half while they did an interview. Then during that interview, we get a call from the attorney uh, from the attorney general's office who says, "Can you get us that information?" Huh. So all so of a sudden, so that's where it sits now. That's where it sits now. And then, uh, you know, this morning we heard that they were for they were continuing their investigation and stuff was being moved around and. You know, justice and uh, usually runs real pretty slow. Sure. So that's just that. So Shad, and, but, Shad White's office, you don't know yet. I, well, I mean, I I do I do know that uh, I have turned in something. Uh, we actually took it to their office 
and handed it to, I guess, an investigator. And they'd let us know real quick and up front that uh, unless they need more information from us, that they probably would not be back in touch with us, would not be keeping us up to date on what was going on, and that's fine as long yeah, as right. as long as they're going as long forward. as I know that something's being done. I don't have sure. to know. I mean, I I tried to start this quietly behind the scenes and let the powers to be. I guess I can let say locally we fix yeah it. locally and right. and fix it because I mean. I'm a taxpayer in Madison County, too. I don't want this to cost me any more money than it's costing no. now. And Tim, I just want it to be Tim done. Tim was an election commissioner and friends with these people. Right. I mean, you know, this you know, this isn't light work for him. He's having to step toe around yeah. friends, but at the same time, the rules are the rules, and nobody wants to follow them. And another thing that happened, Chip, did you were you correct on your assumption? You knew from some reason you saw a poll worker this was August eighth as well that you kind no, of no. This was reason. August the seventh. I'm sorry, on election August day, on the ele- day before. The day before, I watched a guy come in, who in my mayor's race was ruled ineligible. Okay. as a poll worker. That's how you knew. I wonder. That's how, how you I knew. knew. I knew he had been to court and it had been adjudicated, right? That he was not eligible in a court in a, in the Canton election. So there's no way he would have been eligible. In the county election. So when you saw that, you knew. I said that. And then our So he had just gone back up there, but once again, because District 4 and District 5 evidently runs their elections however they want to run them, right. is what we're getting at. And then uh, since I reported it to Anita Ray at the time, but she's not running that election. Right. But I did report to her that that guy's a felon, and she said, what's his name? And I couldn't remember. And then when he was coming back in, I, 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 the, the next day I said, this is his name, and I'd already pulled his records from when we were in the voter fraud trials for Canton. Yeah. And, and again, people need to understand that uh, we've repeated that the Democrats did not have a contract. That does not mean that they cannot run okay. their election. Sure. What that means is that because they did not have a contract, they are not supposed to get help from the Madison County Election Commission or or the circuit clerk's office, and in the Board of Supervisors meeting, we were told by the supervisor's attorney that, yes, they that she did have a contract. Well, when you have a contract, first of all, it can't be a verbal contract because it has to be recorded with the Secretary of State's office. Mm-hmm. I've yet to receive any of that information, so I can't confirm or deny that she had a contract, but all I simply wanted to know is if you had a contract, was it to order ballots? Was it to train poll workers? What what, what was, was what was the meat of the contract? Sure. And I've not received that yet from either the Board of Supervisors, from the, the Secretary of State, or from the Election Commission, uh, election commission or the Circuit Clerk's Office. And so, I and I've been so I can't answer that. And I've beaten the drum on the contract since before the primary, right? And then what happened in District Four and District Five, or some? Uh, how far did the Republicans run out of ballots? Where you, this is, we ran out of the, ballots. What's what's that one out? Pleasant Green, Pleasant. I don't know if it's a Pleasant Gift or there's. There were precincts it, in Madison County that ran out of Republican ballots, and it took them an hour and a half to get them there. Right. There was a guy there who waited an hour and a half for a ballot. But you got to understand, that suppresses the vote. No doubt. Okay. It just cannot happen. And then the biggest precinct in the county 
is the count is the one that is at uh, on Fairview, Ocan, Fairview on Ocan Road. We have almost five thousand people registered to a place that has twenty parking places and is not ADA compliant, and nobody wants to deal with that. And people there in the presidential election were in line two and a half hours. Right. Trying to get in. The road on both sides just drops completely off. There is no place to go. It, it in and of itself is, is voter suppression. Is voter suppression. And I came to them and told them that I could get them Deerfield Country Club for free. Right. And they could move up there, have plenty of parking, plenty of places to work. People can get in the boat. Hey, Chip, say well, that one more time. For how much? For free. For free. Some. People, yeah. Democrats don't like free. They And, <laughs> and they pay the precinct that's right. there now $300 for the election. You guys, at the very least, I mean, you've, un- you've uncovered a bunch of stuff, and we got it. we're going to take a break here, come back for one final sign-off here for today. You guys have at least uncovered that as it's functioning right now in certain districts, the voting process in Madison County is some type of Democrat voter, I mean, Democrat job subsidy program. Correct. That's exactly what's going on, including unqualified or, or dysfunctional polling places correct like you just laid out and if that's not the case it sure gives the impression of it (laughs) there you go the final segment with timothy jenkins and chip matthews when we get back it's psychological inoculation against globalist propaganda you can get your daily dose right here in a good fight with jameson hey good final little couple minutes here as we say sign off for today with timothy jenkins and chip matthews timothy i want to come to you first just real Briefly, so what are you looking now going going forward? Are you waiting on some information back and going to continue to hammer this home? I just want local government to do the right thing. Imagine that. And, and, and do it the first time instead of having to go back and correct it. And until people get out and vote yeah. and, and remember in January who your representation is and not just say, well, I voted or – like in the primary, 19% or 29% vote, you know, if you're a registered voter, if you're concerned at all, go vote. Yeah, and that that word gets out, by the way, because you know, Timothy, and we've been over this, Chip, and we're kind of working to network. We are squished here in this state, not by Democrat media, by establishment, collectivist, Republican media, Doing the work of the oligarch for the most part, so it's a mouth, to, it's a word, it's around the kitchen table, it's in the Sunday school rooms, yes, it's a, at yes. the church, it's around the kitchen, and it's it's you know word to word, mouth to mouth, um, sharing of who is actually fighting for the people and for constitutional, local, limited government that actually functions like it should. Chip, your final word because you're going to be coming My- in for campaigning. Uh, all next week. Yes, I'm going to come in next week on Tuesday, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Tuesday. But my big thing, and, I, and understand what I'm saying. Yeah. 71% of the people did not vote in the primary. And I'm not saying, I'm saying this to Republicans and sure. Democrats. Get out and vote. Yeah. I mean, we cannot get the legislation and the things that we need unless you go out and voice your concern. And remember, these supervisors are not there to uh, uh, do their agenda. They're there to do your agenda. It's down the road. This is why I'm supporting these guys wherever they go. As for me, meet me here tomorrow. I'll be fighting this American culture war. Bet that.
Yeah. <laughs> and I saw it. We could, well, we got to get to that. Um, like last week we played, I went to Turkey game.